Friendship Inc. is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This, this is Friendshipping. Friendshipping! And the theme this week is... Animal Crossing. Yay! Cross those animals with your friends. <laughs> Friendship between humans has many benefits. But sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Oh my god, Jen, listen, it's the weekend and it is peak varnishing weather. So yesterday I took apart my cactus stand and I took apart my big yellow plant shelf and I varnished pieces, did some sanding, hot glued some vines in places. And I'll tell you what, I'm feeling like peak garden papa right now. And then I capped that all off with watering flowers from here to the wazoo in Animal Crossing, uh, because I recently found out that if you water other people's flowers in Animal Crossing, they spawn even more hybrid flowers, like, you know, different colors and such. So, like, I could not be more jazzed up and high on plants if I ground them up and, and sniffed them up my nose. Which you would never do, of course. <laughs> Man, that is so cute that the game rewards you for watering other people's flowers. That's yes. extremely adorable. So what, the one thing I love about Animal Crossing, which obviously we're going to be getting into into this episode, because this is a special episode about the Nintendo game Animal Crossing. And we're hoping that this will be entertaining for people who aren't huge fans of the game or don't know what it is. If only because I'm so extremely enthusiastic about it. And perhaps this will be a fun episode. But yeah, like, uh, yeah, I'm high on Animal Crossing, high on plants. I forgot where I was going with that because I'm so excited. And I'm going to take the other half of my Adderall. Jen, how are you? I'm great. I, uh, I'm also pretty high on plants right now. Like, not, not literally high at the moment. But so it, we've had two, some beautiful weather in Chicago. Like, spring has officially sprung. And uh, yesterday I planted, I transferred my indoor basil, or basil as I call him, uh, into the outdoor, into his outdoor space. He's pretty hardy, Basil. He looks, he looks good to me, but like, you know, we got to keep our fingers crossed. It's a little early in the year to do this transition, but I couldn't take it anymore. I really wanted, I really wanted to plant something. I wanted to get outside. So I did it. And I would say I, uh, I go and check on him very often. My sweet partner today was like, I think he grew an inch. And I was like, I know, I don't think he grew an inch <laughs> since since six hours ago. But uh, I love that idea. And oh, but, uh, so, but for real, Jen, herbs in springtime in this nice, humid, like, you know, uh, like uh, high 60s, low 70s Fahrenheit weather. It's I mean, you could definitely see visible growth in herbs sometimes, like especially oh, over the yeah. course of the day. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah tell, I mean, tell your partner to shut the hell up. He doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he was right. He's the one that thought it grew. Um, oh, I thought you said it. Well, OK, sorry. Well, he's wrong either way. And you're right. Go ahead. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, what, you, what you're getting at is that I'm right and he's wrong. And I really appreciate that. Yeah, no matter what. How quickly plants grow in the summer especially late deep summer is like the my favorite intersection of like science and magic. It just like blows my mind. I read this book. You know, Trin, uh, I should drop this book off for you. I think you'd like it. It's a good skimmer. I know it's, it's a big it's a big hefty book about plants, but it's called Lab Girl. And it's about this scientist who studies plants. And it's really lovely. If, if nothing else, um, it's got some great descriptions of plants that I find very soothing. And one thing I read in this book is that in the Midwest, if you stand in the middle of a cornfield and there's like no other competing sounds really you can hear the plants growing oh yeah oh yeah no like minnesota michigan illinois farmland like we are built for growing fucking food you know 
So, Jen, I started my day watering plants with my friend Savannah Million, uh, who is the co-host of the Roboism podcast, because she is the hardcore hella into spreadsheets animal crosser that I could never dream to be, honestly. And she gave me so much good info. I wanted to make sure that we, we mentioned that. And also um, our friend Henry Birdseye, who just likes who just likes it. He's just into into uh, into the flowers, into everything. And both of them are in the category of Animal Crosser that I would say Basically, there are two different kinds of people who have really extreme Animal Crossing farms. One is the designers, the spreadsheety people like Henry and Savannah. And then the other is uh, the people with depression like me. And like, <laughs> and you got to have one or the other, I feel like, to really be into Animal Crossing. Because ultimately what it is, is it's a really, really adorable dollhouse that like you share. It's like it's capitalism with absolutely no consequences. And we are enjoying it so much. And I'm excited. So I wanted to start off by saying, like, uh, man, I started my day with a really delightful Animal Crossing transaction, which was I watered Savannah's flowers while I interviewed her. And now oh. while I'm recording, she's in, she's watering mine. Isn't that cute? Oh, my God. This is adorable. It's already good. Um, Jen, it looks like we've got a bunch of questions from our listeners really about my personal Animal Crossing habits, which I am excited to talk about. And I cannot wait to tell you every specific detail about my island of blood. It's called blood. Um, but let's start first with just general Animal Crossing information, etiquette, politeness, things that I've noticed. Um, Jen, could you tell me, uh, tell me and our audience a little bit about your Animal Crossing background, what you know about it, um, so we know your perspective going into this? So I played Animal Crossing, I think it's called New Leaf, many, many moons ago, and I found it delightful. The problem was I dropped off playing it, and when I picked it back up again, it had been a long time since I'd visited my little town village thing, and all, <laughs> all the cute little villagers were, were really upset at me that I hadn't visited in a while, and that uh, gave me anxiety, and then I immediately stopped playing the game. Oh. So I know. Do they still do that? Do they still politely shame you? So much less so. So my first Animal Crossing game was also New Leaf, which was the previous Animal Crossing game, although there are a few of them. Um, and I adored it as well. And I also found the shaming of the villagers. In Animal Crossing New Leaf, you have a town of you are you are a human uh, person and you get sent to this town and the town needs a mayor. And now you are the mayor and you run the town. And then all the citizens are cute little animals, thus the name Animal Crossing. And if you leave the game for more than a few days, uh, it used to be in New Leaf that the uh, the villagers would shame you a little bit, like long time no see. Uh. It's it's very like if you hadn't called your mom in a while, you know. So yes. You never call. You never write. Like that kind of thing. It's really frustrating. So that was my first game, and I liked it just fine. This new version, I don't know why, but like I'm hella harder into it. Um, it is called uh, New Horizons, and you have an island. You have a little island that's yours, and you run and you uh, you you know take care of it and plant flowers, and it's very adorable. So in the game, there's something called time travel, and it is a unofficial component of oh, the game. Right? Yeah, yeah. And we'll definitely talk in depth about that and about people's feelings about that. And time travel is a little controversial because um, one could say that it is gaming the game because in Animal Crossing, it's designed to be a, a non-stressful game. So you can't really grind through it. Like you can't just like dig up a bunch of flowers and now you're like level 20 and you can do this. A lot of things actually unlock based on how many days you've been playing. So like the real world time does matter within the game. 
so I play on a Nintendo Switch that belongs to my husband, and he used to own this in a mountain time zone, so one hour ahead of, of, of us. So the game, just to, just to make sure it's clear here, yes, the game responds to real world time. So like yes. if there's a certain time of day IRL, it responds to the settings you have on your Nintendo Switch. Right. And it knows based on what your game is set to, what time and date. And you can ju- adjust that. And what time travelers do is they'll go in and they'll set the game, you know, a couple of days forward so that they'll get more flowers, things like that. And a few days doesn't really matter within the game. The only thing that'll change is like some weeds will grow because you haven't been there, et cetera, et cetera. But if you leave a villager alone for too long, they will feel unloved and they'll move out. So, <laughs> OK, That's so so, sad. so skipping forward to my horrible time travel experience. So as I mentioned, my uh, switch was on a different time zone. So I was up late at like 3 a.m. one day and I was like this, you know, I'm really tired and a little inebriated. This sounds like a really good time for me to mess around with my game system settings, I guess. So I go into the back end of the Nintendo and I switch it to the right time zone and then I go back into the game and I open it up and it's like I'm Rip Van fucking Winkle. Like I I open up the door to my house. My hair is all messed up. There's roaches in my house. There's (gasps) weeds fucking everywhere. And I'm like, what the fuck happened? I literally just set this one hour forward. Jen, I, I accidentally timed the game one month in the future oh no so it wasn't even like helpful time traveling because like when you time travel you only do like a couple days at a time otherwise like bad things will start happening so i went for a walk around the town see what had changed i was like oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck but i was really lucky because that day earlier i had just given everybody a really good present so oh, nobody had God. moved out. There was a shit ton of weeds and it took me a while t- to deal with that. I'll never deal with time traveling again because it's too scary. But w- what this is all to say is in New Leaf, when you, when you wouldn't be around for a while, your villagers would shame you. I found in this specific experience that nobody seemed to have noticed. Like, no, like I think I had one person that was like, oh, long time no see. Uh, but there wasn't any like like stressful, like underhanded things being said. That's good. Okay, that makes me feel better. Trin, this like one month accident is so funny to me because it's kind of like you had a Scrooge situation. You got to peek into the future of what would happen if you disappeared for a month. (laughs) Not that much. I mean, really just gardening. Like it was just very, it was very clear. It was like, ah, yes, I am the the maintenance person of this island. That is my role here. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I decided in this moment that I forgive New Leaf and the villagers for making me feel bad. And here's why. I forgot that I was the mayor. If the mayor fucked off for like a year, I'd be yeah. a little mad. If yeah. I was in charge of the maintenance of the island and I just took a an, uh, vacation time without notifying anybody, that's not cool. There should be a mechanic in the game where you can just be like, hey, I'm going to take a leave of absence for a few months. <laughs> can you hire yeah. somebody in the interim to take care of some of my duties to relieve some of this pressure? Like, that's the yeah. thing is like there should there shouldn't be there shouldn't be this fucking funnel of duties that like you're taking anyway whatever it is a video <laughs> yeah, game it's not te- real life yeah, we need to learn how to delegate <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness okay so we've we're already talking about etiquette that the villagers in new leaf had worse etiquette than the ones in new horizon 400 percent sure one of the things that i talked about with our our super duper into animal crossing friends was what are the generally accepted rules in animal crossing what i heard from both henry and savannah was it's important to be understanding on both ends of that equation. So if you are the one who's opening the island and nobody left you a tip for your turnips, something we'll get into soon, 
try not to be mad about that. People don't all know that that is a customary thing for most people who are super into the game. And if you were the person who like left the tip on the island or et cetera, try to be understanding that if your friend is like, I don't really, what, why'd you leave me money? This is weird. And just as we said in the wedding question last week, there's really no place where you can Google and there's this list of Animal Crossing commandments. So try not to be too mad about the social interactions. Having said that, there are some things that you can do to make your time a little bit smoother. Does that all kind of like make sense when, when I'm trying oh, to like... Yeah. It's like unspoken etiquette. It's like metagame. We're trying to to like all the stuff that people believe, but haven't really that's not like written down anywhere. Like, I think that's really good. Absolutely. So let me go over a few of the basic etiquette rules that Savannah and Henry both mentioned um, that I feel like are probably really helpful for people to know. Here's some generally agreed upon rules. One, if your friend is if their little character avatar is sitting on a log or a piece of furniture in some prominent place and not moving. They're probably AFK. So I have what we've posted and talked about, which is my AFK log, which is this little stump that I sit on next to a sign that says, <laughs> this my AFK log. And so everybody knows like, oh, I'm just, I'm here. My island's open. I've left it open so you can go shopping and like do your thing. Feel free to water my flowers, but I'm sitting here for now. But not everybody knows how to make signs and stuff like that. So I think it's just good practice to know that that's usually done on purpose. So if you're visiting someone's island, and they're not interacting with you and you can't get them to like respond, it's probably because they open their island and then put their switch down. Is that what I'm, is that what we're getting through here? Absolutely. Got it. Cool. Oh, that's so sweet. You're visiting someone's little little world. Oh. Yeah. And like that's a huge component of the game is the is the social going to other people's islands, which is wonderful. In the game, you have a friend list and a best friend list. And friend list is just any whatever fucko you want to put on there. Your, <laughs> your best friend list, um, I believe they get special powers, such as they can pick flowers and, you know, drop trees in places. So just be you know, careful about how you, who you let on there, who you trust to do that sort of thing. And the reason I say this in this context is that it's nice that the game already has some features where you can limit what people can do to your island anyway. But things that you can do regardless and should, one, when you arrive on an island, announce yourself. Uh, the other day. That makes sense. Yeah. So you can, when you arrive on an island, there's no record of you coming or going unless you literally say something out loud. So the other day, somebody came to my island and watered all my flowers and left me a bunch of seashells. And I have no fucking idea who it is or who to thank. Because I don't know who was. I was AFK. This is amazing. I like this borderless, uh, no need for a passport kind of travel. This is, oh, this is yeah. a beautiful utopia situation. Isn't it? And like, so in, if I left my island open and, you know, Savannah came by, she'd probably just text me and be like, watered your flowers. Love you. <laughs> you know, something like that. A quick way to communicate with people without having to like type, because typing on the switch is a pain in the ass, just like typing on really anything that, that isn't a keyboard. One of the things you can do is take your wand... So you, there's a wand in the game and you can cast it and it will pop you into an outfit. And every outfit that you've put together yourself uh, has a title and you shout that title when you change. And oh. so um, I have an outfit now uh, that's this like green dress made out of leaves and I've got little wings and big green boots. And when I cast uh, the, my transformation spell, I shout, I'm here to water your flowers. So... I, there will always be a record because when I drop off on somebody's island, I change my outfit so they know I'm here. They know what I've done. That's delightful. Hey, I have a, I have a silly question. Can you do any damage to other people's islands? Yeah, you can. Um, but really only best friends can. 
Um, <laughs> when you <laughs> only the people you like get really close to your life can hurt you. I understand. <laughs> Just like in real life, there are many real life parallels here, uh, and one of them is your best friends can hurt you the most. There isn't really, <laughs> there's not that much fucking damage you can do. I don't want to give people ideas, uh, but I'm going to. Fair, fair. One of them okay. is you could plant weeds all over somebody's island. Like there's no rude. Don't do I, that. I believe there is no limit to what you can plant as long as it's not trees if you're not best friends that's something that the listeners might want to google another thing that you can do to fuck up somebody's game so there is a store on everybody's island uh, that is run by two raccoons that are brothers timmy and tommy which is very cute and there are some unique items in there and if you go into the shop and you buy the unique items obviously the person whose island it is is no longer able to buy those things so you could do that Oh, so you could you could cut in line, basically. That's rude. Um, but one way to circumvent that is one, just ask, um, especially if it's late in the day and not everybody wants to buy all of their unique items. So here's the thing, though, while we're on the topic of being a dick and while we're on the topic of the shop. So there are things in the game that I don't think are super clear that I wish were more clear. And this is one of them. As soon as you have an item in your inventory, you are able to go ahead and buy that item remotely in the town plaza. So what that means is that if you bought an, an item, especially a unique item, especially an accident from somebody's island, what you could do is actually just shit that item back, back out, you know, drop it off in front of their, of their store, and then go back to your island and buy the same thing because it has already been in, in your inventory. Right. Got it. So you don't ever have to break that rule. So if you really, really want somebody's unique item, they're not around to ask, you can do that. Which brings me to catalog sharing. So Henry mentioned this, and Savannah, I know, also does this. It's a really fun thing to do with a big group of friends. It's not something I've done just because it seems like a lot to coordinate. One thing people do is they will bring all of their favorite items from their island and have like a catalog party. And everybody just drops their items on a beach and everybody puts them in their inventory and then drops them back out. And so, oh. so you leave with all the stuff that you came with, but you have like 48 new items in your catalog. That is so clever. Man, I love, the meta, I love the metagame that, that this social game is allowing people to do. That's really cool. And that's the thing is like one of the wonderful things about Animal Crossing, and I think that this is true about like MMOs in general, because I, I keep on um, likening the way that Savannah and Lauren and Henry play Animal Crossing to the way I used to play World of Warcraft. You know, you can get spreadsheets together. You can like make lists and things like that. You also don't have to. You know, it just depends on, on, on what you want to do. And catalog sharing is, again, it's not like some official component of the game, but it, wouldn't it be great to know that so that like you're never stealing shit from somebody? Yes, yes, exactly. On accident. Right. And that brings me to limited versus unlimited resources. So a limited resource would be something like one of the unique items in the, in the store. Limited items are like, um, so on your island, you have rocks that if you hit with a, a shovel or an axe without having eaten a piece of fruit, gosh, that is so inside baseball for Animal Crossers specifically. But if you hit it, it will give you like rocks and stuff over time. Um, don't steal that from people. Don't take their fruit. It's OK to take the unlimited resources, though. Things like bugs, fish, seashells, they spawn again all the time. So, you know, this is another one of those things that it's like try to be understanding on both ends of this. Um, it is, I think, it's probably a pretty small percentage of adult players who know these things, <laughs> you know, like if that's you reassuring. Let, that's really reassuring. Yeah. If, if you let your 11 year old nephew onto your island and he takes all your peaches, you better not be mad because nobody to <laughs> who told him, you know, 
This is so, so good. Okay. It is. Yeah, yeah. So Trin, let's go to a few questions. I went on our The Friendshipping Twitter account. I have the password now, which is exciting. I love um, it. I have loved you being on Twitter. Uh, let's just tell people, uh, Jen and I switched jobs for a little while because I hated being on Twitter. Um, and so Jen runs the Twitter account and I'm writing the descriptions and the and the content warnings. And to be honest, I really, we should switch it up more often. Like, agreed. It's, it's really cool to like, you know, just be doing something a little bit different. And like, I, and I have so much, like, I've always loved your descriptions and they are so much fun to write. And I feel like I'm learning how to do something new. Anyway. Great. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. It's like activated a different part of my brain, which is really needed right now while we're all in quarantine. So totally. I, I like I like it. So we got so many questions. They were so cute and sweet. I thought we would get zero because I was like, I don't know if people are going to engage. I hope people engage with this tweet, but then they did. So are all the villagers, not everyone has the same villagers on their island, right? Because it's like some people, some villagers leave, some stay, you have different relationships with them. Yes. Oh, goodness. Okay, so the way that villagers work, so the little animals that populate your island who have little homes and you can give them gifts and that they'll wear or put in their homes, they come from a lot of different places. So they can just show up in your campsite. You can build a campsite, which is a little bit later into the game. If you go to a Nook Miles Island, so in the game, you accrue these points, these miles, just like how you would when you have frequent flyer miles in an airport. And you can spend them to get a ticket to a randomly generated island. And on that island is sometimes a villager, uh, if you have a certain amount of space, I believe, in your island. And then you can talk to them and invite them to live with you. So and then there's the third kind of villager, which is the villagers that your friends kicked out of their island. No, that's so funny. And I have two of those. <laughs> oh, my God. So here's, oh, my, man. here's my village tea. So I love almost all of my villagers and all the ones that I got like randomly or from uh, islands or from cat sites. I love them. I have a girlfriend named Margie. She's my voluminous elephant girlfriend. And I'm going to write a sign that says this, my girlfriend, no flirting. Uh, my, my boyfriend, <laughs> Bo, uh, who I'm going to make a sign that says this, my boyfriend, OK to flirt. I'm really excited about this. I love Biff. He's a muscle boy. And, and there are. To answer your questions before. So there are why there are tons of villagers, but they do repeat on islands. And if I and I have met Bo, my boyfriend, uh, living on Savannah's Island also, who does not recognize me. It's basically like going to an alternate universe. I would be the best way to describe it. Got this. it. Like the multiverse. Like what if we had never met? Right. Exactly. And, and like he's wearing different clothes because he's gotten different gifts, stuff like that. Anyway, they, they have the same personality. All the villagers have one of, I think, a handful of different personalities. But yeah, it's not it's not my bow. It's not my Margie. So let me tell you about my shit guests. OK, so so uh, one is Admiral. Admiral's a bird and he's a grumpy ass bird. And Savannah hated him. And I love him. I love him so much. I give him like shitty glasses and like little fedora hats. And like I just <laughs> and I just like he, we vibe, you know, like he's terrible, uh, but we do vibe. And he's terrible just the way that like an like a grumpy old man is. And he can be very sweet. And I love him. But then there's Eugene. Eugene the milady koala. I hate him so much. And like and I just here's the thing. So if you don't like a villager on your island, there are things you can do to get rid of them, such as digging holes in their lawn, et cetera, et cetera. You can Google it. But man, I just I can't bring myself to be mean. Like every time I go near his house, I'm like, man, but he's got as much a right to live here as anybody. And here's what sucks the most is that early on he was like, oh, I'm thinking about leaving the island. And I didn't know how bad he sucked then. 
And so I said, uh, please stay. And so oh, so you encouraged him. Oh, I'm no. fucking stuck with like this awful koala. Good news, though. I do have a good koala on my island named Alice who rules. Alice, the good koala. That's <laughs> that adorable. your question. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> Great. So you can kick people out and you have you haven't personally kicked anyone out yet. I have not yet. They ask to leave. Um, sometimes they'll ask to leave if they're upset. And sometimes I think they may just ask to leave occasionally in order to give the player the opportunity to get rid of them. Oh, got it. I thought you were going to say in order to test your loyalty. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Though I do think, so I, I have had my friend Julia, uh, one of, she, her favorite, I want to say it was a duck named Pom Pom, who also lives in my island. Fucking love Pom Pom. Pom Pom rules. Um, she was really upset that like the, the villager asked to leave. But I do think that they, they randomly ask sometimes. Yeah. So don't feel got too it. bad. Don't feel disrespected by that. That's that's really interesting. So do they pay rent? <laughs> no, but here's the weird thing. If you give them a present, so every time you give them a present, almost every time, I want to say 90% of the time, because you can give them fashion items, with, uh, you can give them furniture, they will respond by giving you a gift in return or giving you money, which is really oh, awkward. weird. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's cultural differences. You know, this island, blood things are different on Blood Island than they are in Chicago and the Midwest. I get that. But weird. Here so, you go. It's, and, it's like you didn't sell it to them. That's what a right. gift is. And Jen, I'm glad you said that because um, I think every now and again, it's important for us all to remember this, that this is a game, <laughs> you know? And so like, you know, don't take the advice of giving somebody $300 if they give you a nurse's cap, as what happened to me today. Um, you know, don't do, <laughs> don't do that. Um, and, and man, this this talking about like, oh, this is not this is not real. I really feel like the the itch that it's scratching. And I think because it feels very satisfying to like get new flowers or like buy a new thing. The itch that that scratching is actually what capitalism preys upon. It's not capitalism. What it what it what it's this the itch it's scratching is the I just got rewarded for being productive. It's the the loot box like thing. It's the mm -hmm. um, the hunter gatherer. I just found a great b bush full of tasty ass berries thing. You know, don't feel bad about the animal enthusiasm you may have about this game because it, it's it is made for you to feel really good. Like that's its purpose. So, like, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's no real consequences, right? I think it's so cool that in this game you can fuck around in nature in a way that you can't or should not probably yes. in real life. Like you really shouldn't just start digging holes in land because you might like fuck up the soil and the animals that live there. And but this is kind of like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's let's mess around. Let's experiment. Next question. Let's do the next question. And then if you'd like to go back to general etiquette, just to break it up, I would love to do that. Yeah. So we got an awesome question. It is, what does Trent think about Animal Crossing from a non-binary perspective? Clothes, dialogue, character customization, etc. That is really interesting. I have found a lot of satisfaction dressing myself because so, you know, I I have a variety of clothes in real life. You know, I've got fancy dresses and stuff that, you know, I still would wear, but don't wear as, with the regularity that I used to when I was in denial. And like, you know, I was it, I, there's this Tumblr post that's like, you know, uh, uh, I was raised a woman, but I'm non-practicing now. And that's really how I feel about it. Um, so like, you know, I, I like it's not, it doesn't make me uncomfortable to own these things. However, in Animal Crossing, because m money's not real. I have a really I have a really hard time keeping my inventory empty enough to receive new items because the fashion is so exciting for me because I get to experiment with so many different things. 
And the clothing items are all very like gender fluid, gender neutral. Like there's some dresses, there's some suits and stuff like that. But there's no consequences for dressing outside of like your assigned gender or whatever. And it is really fun to see just dressing in like fun, bright colors and things that I might not wear in real life. In real life, you know, I wouldn't wear comic printed cargo shorts, you know. Right, right. Um, but my soul would, you know, like yep. I, I don't feel like I'd feel comfortable walking around in, in comic printed cargo shorts. But when I see my Animal Crossing character wearing like bright ass clothes, a giant backpack, like Doc Martens, all this stuff. Like, yeah, I, I'm like, this is this is what I feel like, though, you know, um, and which is not to say that, like, you know, I feel stifled in real life in my dressing. It's just like, you know, there are limits. There's the limits of how much I can buy, how much new clothes I can buy. And, and also, you know, just everything matches in Animal Crossing and it's super cute. And it's just been a really good place to experiment, I think. And I had been thinking about that a while and why that is. And again, I think it's really just because there are no limits, which is really nice. Yeah. And the game, the game kind of, I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong here, but from an outside perspective and all the screenshots I've seen, all the discussion I've seen, it seems like the clothing is a really fun experiment for people, not only because it's a social game where you are presenting your, your little avatar person to other people, but also because you see your own self a lot in the game. Like, it's not yeah. like one of those games where you are only hands, you know, like a, like a first person shooter or whatever, where you don't even really see yourself. Like, there's no camera on you as a person. But in the game, you see your own avatar character person all the time. Like, yes. th that little guy is always turning around. And like dancing and smiling and like having reactions and stuff. So I could see that being a super important and, and uplifting part of the game. I mean, especially because it's so cute. Like, I mean, I oh, even so think cute. that it's such a, a boost to see something that represents you being adorable. It's like, oh, I like that thing. Oh, it's me. I like that thing. That's me. What? So it's, that's really great. I also feel like so the clothing in the game is very like Ikea clothing. <laughs> In that, like, it all goes together. It's all super bright. It's well-designed kind of thing. So, like, you can't really fuck it up that bad. So, like, if you were going to experiment with your wardrobe, this is, like, a really good time to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Man, that always, I'm always interested in character games like this, how you're allowed to assign your gender to your character. This leans more toward, like, sexuality. But I remember when I first got The Sims for Christmas, um, when I was eight or nine, eight or nine, I can't remember. And it blew my mind in the best way. Like, I, actually, let me let me rephrase that. It didn't blow my mind. It just made me go, huh, that's interesting. And now looking back, it blows my mind the fact that there is literally no difference between romancing gay couples and uh, heterosexual couples in The Sims. Like that was never, and this was like the 90s. Uh, okay, so I saw a screenshot. I want to ask you this. I don't know if it's a screenshot or what it was, but it was, it looks like someone, some people got married in Animal Crossing. You can do that. The screenshot I saw was a couple said they wanted to get married in Animal Crossing because they couldn't get married in real life because of the pandemic. That's beautiful. Also, I hope you get your like in-person wedding at some point. But yeah. like, yeah, I can imagine that. But that sounds really fucking cute. It seems adorable. Yeah. I would love to talk more about your etiquette and your time traveling etiquette and stuff, Trin. Yeah, let's do it. Man, there was this tweet going around that um, I screen capped and I, and I can't find it, which thank God, because the tweet was terrible. But it was like, um, time travelers are a cancer on this game, uh, which is a bad take, you know. But I also think that that bad take is um, my friend Carlin, who's smarter than me and everybody else that I know, had mentioned that uh, it felt like somebody was taking out their sadness and frustration on the world in their little, safe, colorful, beautiful world that they feel is being ruined by somebody else, you know? I understand feeling strongly about time travel. However, it doesn't affect you at all. 
one of the ways that you can be a polite time traveler is make sure that you tag all of your pictures and posts on uh, on Twitter and et cetera. Just tag them. Tag them Animal Crossing, um, Animal Crossing time travel, Animal Crossing future, whatever you want to do. I think that that would be very polite of you. Do know that you are receiving information at a rate that is not a really approved by the game and not everybody is doing. So it would yep. be so cool of you that if you time travel, like just don't post about it a ton. Yeah. I mean, be considerate of your other players. Yes. Absolutely. And also, like, you know, people who don't time travel, be considerate of the fact that other people want to experience the game differently and they can with zero consequences. The only consequence of time traveling is that there are little turnips you can buy and then sell them at the end of the week for like a, a profit or whatever. Those go bad if you time travel. Basically, the game recognizes that you changed the time. And the one thing that it could really fuck is the stock market. So it makes your yeah, traps go bad. I'm so curious about that. Talk to me about the supply and demand of, of Animal Crossing. <laughs> so moving on from time travel. So turnips. Uh, I don't really get it. <laughs> I, <laughs> me either. <laughs> I, I call them the stonk market because uh, my buddy Rob. Stonks. Uh, my coworker at Ismati called him stonks one day, and I was like, well, that's going to fucking stick forever. Basically, uh, a child selling turnips comes around on Sundays only until noon. You buy her turnips, and then throughout the week, the shop has different prices for those turnips to buy them. So you can buy them at like a huge profit or lose a ton of money. And so this is a really great topic of, you know, time travel and stuff because some people use an app that you basically you report your prices over time and it, the app will identify the algorithm that is determining oh your God. stock prices oh my and God. that's fine like do that whatever i don't do that simply because i feel like i feel the same way about animal crossing that do in stardew valley i only really look up things if i feel like in real life i could find it in an encyclopedia you know <laughs> so like yeah so like <laughs> Totally. Uh, what this butterfly is or how much it costs or whatever. Like, I could have Googled that in real life. Whatever. However, break, I, I feel like that kind of breaks the game a little bit. But I'm not going to judge other people for using the spreadsheet. Yeah, you know? it's, just a, it's just preferential. Totally. There's a note in here that I want to make sure we get to because it's delighting me in our notes, Trin. It's the phrase running in circles to show excitement. Now, is this in real life or in the game or both? Oh, God, both. OK, so I have. Uh, so this is let's get on the topic of communicating in Animal Crossing. <laughs> so in Animal Crossing, you will slowly over time. And again, this is another thing that you can't really speed through unless you time travel. There's this mechanic called reactions. Reactions are basically expressions and actions that your little character will take if you press a button. So you get this wheel that's like joyful, laughter, singing, clapping, all this stuff. And you click on that, and then your character will do it. And uh, because they're unlocked slowly over time, that means that there will be a long period in the beginning of the game where you have absolutely no reactions at all. And <laughs> what I love is, so I started playing a little bit later than my friends. And they knew, you know, that I couldn't really talk to them. And I naturally just started running around in circles when they would come over to show my excitement. In real life, all humans applaud. Like, they all clap when they're happy. Like, even a baby will clap when they're happy at some point. Because it's just like, it's just what humans do. And it feels like in Animal Crossing, the thing that humans do when they don't know what else to do to show their excitement is run around in circles. <laughs> and it's so fucking cute. Oh. It, and like, and, I, it, and it happens absolutely without fail. Nobody, ha I've not yet met one person in Animal Crossing without them running around in circles to show excitement at some point. 
Anyway. That is so adorable. Oh, my God. It's super like, cute. Can you imagine working, being a dev on this game and playtesting it and discovering that little thing about everybody? And yeah. being like, wow, everyone runs in circles. It, that is, that's like the cutest thing I've ever heard. It's very, very, very sweet. Let's talk about signs. So within the game, um, you can make custom designs. Uh, you open up your little phone because your character has a, has a smartphone because it's still a nightmare. And in the side of that phone, you can make the custom design. It could be whatever you want. It's like, you know, I don't know, however many pixels. And then you can display that for free on the ground or on an easel or on a mannequin. And I have seen so many great <laughs> signs. Um, Yard sard. Oh, my God. So my buddy Tuesday uh, has this. This was the first of its kind that I had seen. Um, she's got basically this, this uh, fenced off area that has a bunch of tables in it and like DIY recipes and things that she, that she doesn't want. And the sign says yard sard, which I everybody knows that means yard sale. I feel like everybody knows what that means. A lot of people say things like free or take and run or stuff like that. But yard sard is like number one. I have my AFK log, as I mentioned before. I also have um, a few tables with a sign that says, thanks for water flowers on it. <laughs> uh, this is because, Aww. as I believe I've mentioned, if you water other people's flowers, um, more the effect stacks of watering. So more than one people watering them means the flowers get better and better. I have a bunch of like watering cans and like flower seeds that people can take. Basically, this is opening up the topic of how do you ask for what you want and what you need in this game? What I want is fucking flowers. <laughs> and so that's how I asked for it. And there, people do this in different ways. So um, Savannah and Lauren have a stuff list that they share and they just because they want everything, you know, like they want everything in their catalog. That's their that's what they want to do. Henry and Savannah have a song list that they share because they are original songs in the game and they want every song. So I would say, uh, you know, don't be shy about what you want. Because like we mentioned before, this capitalism has no stakes. So when you ask for things like, you know, I live on blood and I love when people give me red things because blood, you know, like that's that's not taking really anything away from them because this shit falls out of trees, you know, <laughs> like. Right. Like there's no everyone has access to the same resources for the most part, unlike real. Right. Life. So there's no like poor shaming here. You know, there's no like, um, you know, going out to dinner and being like, OK, so this is the restaurant we're going to. This is how much things cost and stuff, because money is, is absolutely it's it's bells. When you communicate, you know, tell people what you want. In real life, I have a trash list of like, you know, broken terracotta, glass vessels that are larger than a pickle jar that if people have in real life, I'd like to take them because otherwise they'll just go in the trash can. And that is literally what this is, is, you know, people get DIY recipes that they can't use but can only sell. Um, they leave them out for people. Do you have any like uh, more questions, comments, things that frighten you, confuse you? Um, I totally do. So my um, my anxiety about why I haven't started the game, I mentioned it's because of I was new leaf gaming anxiety, like it didn't invite me back into the game. But my anxiety, which is now solved based on everything you've said, was I, I was worried about like all this etiquette that I didn't quite understand. But you have a little note in here that says like, these are things you don't need to do. And one of them is keep up with your friends or make your island easy to navigate. Can you get into those? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So you don't have to keep up with your friends because like I said, it, it's not a matter of skill. This game is, it's only skill in that like things can look really nice if you design them really well. But you're not unlocking things because you did a feat or you completed a challenge. So when you're behind, quote unquote, in the game, literally as long as you're having fun, uh, nobody should judge you. 
people who judge people in Animal Crossing are ridiculous. Like, like, like everybody's island yeah, is yeah. so different. Again, it's a dollhouse. If you went over to your friend's house to play Barbies, are you like mad at them for their Barbie collection? Yeah, you were because you were seven years old, but now you're 37. <laughs> right. Okay. So like you get it. Like, just understand that. Um, so yeah, nobody should be annoyed with you. If anything, it's like, you know, when you go to Target looking crappy and you run into an ex, you know what you know they feel so the ex probably feels amazing you know what i'm saying <laughs> right, so like right. when people show up to your shitty island that has like two flowers on it they're like fuck yes i can't wait to give you everything you made me feel amazing about my island i i would guarantee you like all your friends all they're gonna want to do is mail you shit i already know what i want to mail you jen <laughs> Oh, I'm so excited. I'm literally going to start tonight. Uh, and then the next point that you mentioned, making your island easy to navigate. So um, Henry and Savannah's islands are impeccable. Like they have like pathways and like, you know, there's the, you jump on stones to get bridges and inclines. They're perfect. Don't worry about that. It takes a really long time to get there. And the game gives you supplies to deal with islands that are difficult to navigate. So you have you now, unlike in New Leaf, you've got a, a pole that you can hop over rivers wherever you want. Oh, yeah, I saw that. You can pole vault. Right. You have a ladder where you can climb up cliffs wherever you want. And that unlocks a little bit later in the game. So, like, you don't have to make your island easy to navigate because you're making it for you. And my island's a pretty good example. I keep blood looking like a wild like jungle island because that's what i want um i never want it to look like a neighborhood oh man i am so excited to play you (laughs) totally erased all all my anxiety about this game i really want to play it like nintendo should give us a kickback for this yeah nintendo let's go so one thing this is this is really really brief this is like an an, and we're gonna do the really brief end of show notes here's one turnip tipping so as i mentioned before in the stonk market you can go to other people's islands to buy and sell your turnips And I did not know this until recently, which is mostly okay because I don't fuck with the stock market. So I've never bought anything on anyone's island. If you make like a killing in the stock market, uh, what you can do and what is considered to be polite, it is very polite to drop a tip off. Basically, you hover over the thing and you hold the A button and you can break up the stack. And then you drop those bells in front of the store. And then that is how you tip. So now you know how to tip. But again, it's a lot of steps and it's not part of the game. It's not intuitive. It is just a, like Jen keeps saying, it's a metagame thing that the community has decided is good etiquette. So on either side of this, one, if you are a tipper, try not to stress too much out about it. I mean, what if you do like, you know, 15, 20 percent, you know, just try that. And then the other thing is, if you are the stonk person and somebody doesn't do it, try not to think that they're an asshole. Again, it's, it's not in the rule book that doesn't exist anyway. Trin, I feel good about this because I feel like you you gave a really good primer into a multiplayer etiquette. Yeah. Like this is how to not accidentally be a jerk in this game. Right. And I also like that you also reminded people that people are new at this, like me. I'm going into this not having played only like a little bit of New Leaf many years ago. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, and again, it's if you've ever played like World of Warcraft or one of those like big MMOs, People are assholes if you don't know the rules. Yeah. But the great thing about Animal Crossing is that it's not an MMO. It's it's a limited multiplayer game. So when you invite your friends over or whatever, like if it makes you feel comfortable to just have a small list of people, you know, so that you interact with them first, get to know the game, do that. That's actually what I did. 
I put my um, my Nintendo code on Instagram a while back and I got like all these requests, which I was like really, really, really not expecting um, because like I don't put out a lot of requests to people. So like I didn't know that that was pe- thing, a thing that people would do with somebody they have never met, you know? Yeah. So like a couple dozen of them were just sitting in my inbox for a while because I wasn't sure how I wanted to do this. And then um, two days ago, I was like, you know what? I want to be friends with everybody. Like, it's fine um, because I feel like I get the etiquette enough that I both can be forgiving of somebody who doesn't understand it and I can I can, you know, apply it myself. And the last thing I want to ask you about is it says try not to run near fishing or bugs if your friend is hunting. Yeah. So basically give people a wide berth if they're if they're working on something. Yes. And uh, the last thing you said, the other thing you said is the most polite thing you can do is communicate really clearly. Man, what a good life lesson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jen, I want to do this every week. I would talk to you about my Animal Crossing every week. So special thanks to Jen Bain for putting up with this. This has been Friendshipping. If you would like to send us a question um, about friendship, about COVID politeness, about social tech such as Zoom or Animal Crossing or Google Hangouts, please email us at friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. It can be specific or general. We will use your question one way or the other. Please allow for occasional edits for clarity. Thank you to Monica Verma for being our agent. Thank you to Lauren Gallagher for being our uh, design friend and for also being a resource on Animal Crossing. Thank you to Molly Lewis for singing our song. Thank you to Alex Cox, our podfather and audio daddy uh, at a distance. And uh, thank you to Henry Birdseye and uh, Savannah Million for uh, giving us Animal Crossing information that was so, so, so helpful. And thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. Oh, shit, did I say thank you to Ian Parman for editing? Now you did. Boom. Done. You friendship at the problem. Oh, I just heard a kitty. Oh, no, that was me burping. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, I thought I heard Rosie. No, no, that was just the, the tail end squeak of the burp that I was trying to do um, <laughs> off my microphone. It was adorable. <laughs> it was gaseous.